Hey everybody, welcome to the Vet Tech Tap Room. This is our spin-off series from the Vet Tech Cafe. These episodes are live and uncut, discussing hot topics in our field, or talking about previous episodes amongst ourselves, and always highlight something positive happening in our profession. These episodes will be published as regular podcast episodes and will also be available on our YouTube channel as well. So get yourself a beer or a potato water and find us live on Instagram and join the discussion. Now if you'll excuse us, those are our beers the bartender is pouring. So we're, we're recording already. Okay, wonderful. All right. Well, uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, the Vet Tech Tap Room. Dave, we're doing a tap room today. Uh, the Vet Tech Tap yes, Room. Yes, we are. Uh, because sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Ah, okay. <laughs> good times, good yeah, times. Yeah, how's it going out uh, there, bud? Most, most of our listeners probably probably do not get that reference but, because right. they were not around in the, right. in the late 80s. Uh, fun fact, the... Um, the theme song for Cheers was actually my my class song. Oh wow! In high school, it's actually kind of um, a dark song. The lyrics, yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, I think they 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 like the fact that you know where everybody right. knows your name. Right. We had a we had a smaller class. I think our class was like one twenty five ish, and all the classes around us had like three hundred. So, anyways, a uh, little trip down memory yeah, lane for sure. Um, Things are going good here. Uh, um, I'm excited for the warmer weather. As you know, I, I mm-hmm. love it hot, mm-hmm. um, and it's and it's getting there. So I'm I'm loving it. How are you guys doing out there? Are you, I know you're you're getting ready to be a dad. Oh yeah, this. Uh, I, well, I guess technically this is the vet tech tap room and nursery. Um, <laughs> if I if I lower this, there's well, I won't I won't uh, bore everybody. But yeah, this my my office, which is my little work desk and whatever, is is now ninety percent a nursery except my little workspace. So yeah, it's gets yeah. getting close. Due date's two weeks from Tuesday. Doctor thinks she's going to go early. Um, I think there's already yeah. some early signs of, of development. So we'll see. Uh, but but the, kind of a cool thing, um, again, that I've never seen in, in veterinary medicine, starting tomorrow with my shift. So two weeks before my, my wife's due date, they start putting on an extra person on my shift in case I go on leave oh, early. That's amazing. Yeah, so that is that is so smart. Yeah, so, so smart. any day between now and her due date if she goes into labor, they're covered. There's already somebody working my shift and they're they're an extra person. That's like, great. I, I just it's those little things that it's like why why isn't that more of a thing? That makes yeah, so much yeah. sense. I mean, not even in not even just in veterinary medicine, but like in life, yeah, in, in any job, everywhere. yeah, in, in life, yeah. Why, why is not why is that not everywhere? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Prop, props to the ASPCA for for planning yeah. and, and being smart about it. And you, and you also get paternity leave, yep. which is which is great. Yep. I'm taking paternity um, leave. I'm taking every minute that they're going to give me. Which between California, um, thankfully where we live, and then also their own um, time that they allow for. I get four months. I get more time than my wife does. Whew. So I'm taking every moment of it. Um, and yeah, so I guess any well, day that's now. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Finger, fingers crossed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's smooth and thank you. <clears throat> uh, and, and, and no complications. Yeah. And 
keep us all posted on on things if 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 that's something you guys are willing to share mm-hmm. but keep us all posted we're we're all rooting for you we will we definitely will um so we've got a couple of episodes in the bank um for a little yes, bit of time off. of course may thankfully coming up um of course it wasn't planned this way but may all of our mental health episodes we've already recorded two of the three of them we mm-hmm. have another one uh to record a little bit later on in in may yeah. um some really really fascinating discussions this year I learned, kind of, I learned a lot yeah for sure kind of all around a central theme of of substance use or substance abuse in our field what was the what was the term that they gave us substance use disorder or substance substance of, use disorder yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i think that's what it was yeah so uh which i i think you know as we discussed uh, kind of a lot in these episodes is probably far more common in our field than what we give it credit for yes. Um, and so we have some really, really fascinating episodes regarding all that. Yeah, we and we we talked with someone who has been through addiction or substance use disorder, and then we talked with someone who has uh, a loved one that mm-hmm. that that was going through it. Um, and then our our last episode, which is going to be the last episode of May, is going to mm-hmm. be talking with someone from BetterHelp, yeah. one of our one of our sponsors, to to. Someone that that specializes mm-hmm. in dealing with substance abuse disorder, so mm-hmm. I, I and has I and has like worked with people in our field. Yeah, that. yeah, and I, I find that great that we're going to be getting it like full circle. Mm-hmm. You know, we we didn't set out to to make this all be be all be all about substance abuse, but that's kind of how it, it kind of all came, came yeah, together. It came together. It was amazing that we you know just were able to have these people that are in our circle mm-hmm. um, of, of listeners and, and past guests that, that have been on to, to kind of go through that. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. Um, and again, the May, May episodes, I really enjoy talking about those because it's, it's those conversations that we need to have. Yeah. They're difficult to have, but we have to have them. For sure. And, and you know, I, I think a key point in there as well is that these are people from our field. Um, you yeah. know, they're, they're yeah. veterinary technicians that have experienced it. They're veterinary technicians that have lived through it have gotten help or are going through it or whatever it is. And, and we're going to talk about it and they're difficult conversations. They're awkward conversations at times. They're it's, it's tough, but at the same time, yeah. um, I, I think that again, it's far more common than, than what we, what we realize. Yeah. And, and like we said, you, you're not going to get through it without talking about it and, that's that's our goal here is, is to talk about these things and and bring them to light and make them I don't want to say make them normal because that's not that's really not the goal here but to 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 make it okay to talk about and, yeah. and make it okay to to discuss and not like push it off and say well that's not going to happen to me that's not going to happen right. to anyone in my circle because it does right absolutely and you know one thing I think that we all in this field kind of take pride up to some degree is we're lifelong learners, right? I, I mean, yep, uh, yep. supposedly. And this is just another thing that we can learn about how to, you know, take care of ourselves, how to take care of our coworkers, how to look out for warning signs mm-hmm. in coworkers, friends, family members, not even necessarily around our profession, but just in our lives. Like it's just another thing to learn about. And, there is a lot, <laughs> a lot, a yeah. lot to learn and a lot to talk about. So um, there, there's a lot to learn, and there's a there's a lot that you know. You and I said would we we've learned a lot just talking to the the two people we did talk to, and and now 
you know, at the end of the month, talking to someone who is a professional in dealing with this, I, I feel like we're going to learn even more about that yeah. because, yeah, you know, I when we were t- when we were talking with our with our guests that are coming up, you know, I, I said I don't have anyone in my circle, but I I completely forgot the fact that when I was in college, uh, the girl that I was dating was actually a recovering alcoholic, and you know. She was she was an she was going to AA meetings at like an, as a nineteen year old, where you know we we think about that and think, how does someone who's still a teenager get get addicted? Right, and, right. And it just it happens. Yeah. Um, and I, I completely forgot about the fact that I did have somebody that I, you know, you know, we were together. I don't know, maybe two years or so. Um, but you know, I I kind of was there with her while she was kind of going through that process, which. Is not an easy process to mm-hmm. to be kind of on the outside looking in, but like not not quite an outsider, but but somewhat of an outsider. Yeah, uh, if that makes any sense, it, it's 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 difficult to to watch someone go through that, and it's it's invigorating to watch somebody heal from that. But it's you know as they're as they're kind of going through that, it's very difficult to to. To try and be the 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 person that they lean on, it, it's really difficult to do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, um, another difficult <clears throat> week in our profession um, this past yeah. week. Um, maybe you guys saw on you know either through Facebook or or what have you. Um, another uh, veterinarian took their life this week uh, via suicide and. This one hit home a little bit for me. Um, I knew Peter when he was a vet student. Um, he was a, a V19 or so, a, a 2019 grad at Tufts. Um, so I was working there when he was a student. Um, and to be quite honest, there's not a whole lot of men in vet school. Um, and so right. they, they stand out, not that they, not that nobody else does, but um, it, you knew Peter, he had a, big beard. He was a quiet, reserved guy, but a really, really smart guy. Really, really good kid. Um, looked like he was already doing some amazing things as a veterinarian. Um, and you know, of course, again, you, you never know what battles somebody's facing, right, you know, right. in their private life or what have you. Um, but I, I was talking to, um, a couple of coworkers, this week just kind of via our group chat um and saying you know i was kind of bummed out about it and and they both had shared an experience of somebody that they had worked with previously that in this field Mm -hmm. that had committed suicide and one of them said you know it's it's such a terrible thing that so many of us are bound together by knowing somebody that has done that or gone you know it's right like common trauma and it, it that really kind of struck me like that's so true that you know i mean it's it's always hard to hear about or read about it's always a little bit different when it's you know somebody you've known or or what have you mm-hmm. um but it's 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 sad that so many people in our field have have that kind of common experience that they yeah. you know of somebody that they've known but, you know, Molly and I were talking about this last night. We went to the Angels game. We were talking about this on the way home because she knew Peter, too. Um, he was a class mm-hmm. behind her. And it, it's it's like it, it, at this point, 
it's no longer the the shock value is no longer that somebody has taken their life it's it's that it's this time somebody you know it's 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 yeah it's so frequent it's 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 no longer like oh my gosh this this happened like somebody in our field you know took their own life it's that uh, frankly to some degree that shock factor is now minimized at least for me it's it's now more so like who you know in this case you know being somebody we knew and it's it's one of those things that's just it's so sad that it's so common that it's obviously like we we take our our due time and it affects a lot of people but at the same time it's it's no longer this oh my gosh kind of thing um yeah and like you said it's it's the you know maybe a couple years ago it was somebody in the field mm-hmm. and you say, Oh, Oh gosh, it was somebody in the field. And then, you know, maybe a year or two ago it became, Oh, somebody that I know, knows somebody that has, has taken their life. And now it's going to be, it's going to be the point where it's, it's people we know. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, you know, we, we always say that the field is really small and, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the community is so, is so tightly knit. Right. That, Right, it's going to be somebody right. that you you you're going to be only a couple degrees of separation away from somebody right. that that knew right. that person is is the reality. Whether it was you know you directly or or somebody you know mm-hmm. close by that, that that would have known that person. Um, and you know, I was thinking about this too, and I think I've said this before on a previous tap room episode or, or maybe another episode previously, but um, I I think at some point and maybe it's it's not actually this way and that's why we never hear about it but i think at some point we also need to start talking about the method at which this occurs um because in in our unique profession we have frankly poorly regulated access Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. control substances and lethal drugs and is it at all a common thing that some, not necessarily all, but some percentage of, of these veterinary technicians and veterinarians that do this, are they getting drugs from work? Uh, Because that's actually something we can make positive change um, to, to try to prevent that. And Dave, we talked about, I think, long ago maybe it was even our episode with liza or one with liz remember the four I think eyes it was the one with liz four yeah, eyes, four eyes save lives, lives. And, yeah. and and the idea that a lot of times this is a uh, an impulsive decision it's it's not mm-hmm. a lengthy process of premeditation in a lot of cases in a lot of cases it's it's with it's minutes that this is thought about mm-hmm. and 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 carried out and you know, I, I'm me personally. It's none of my business how these people are doing this. That's not what right. I'm getting at. It's not this morbid curiosity. It's more so like if these can we can we can, stop can it? we stop it? Can we figure out a way to intervene? Can the AVMA step in? Can, a, can a yeah. state can the state VMA step in to make control substance access more controlled? If if that's actually even a factor and. It very well may be not, and and maybe that's why we never hear about it. But right. I know from my previous clinical experience how access, how easy it is to access control substances. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a two, like 
it's always set up and meant to be a two person thing, two keys in the box. Um, mm-hmm. the Omni cell, you can set it up to require a second yeah. ID and password. Yeah, yeah. You know, a second, yeah. but it's never set up that way. Um, and so, you know, how I have to imagine that a huge reason why this happens a lot in our field, obviously all of the stressors, but the ease of which that is carried out, I strongly wonder if it has anything to do with our access to control and lethal drugs. And if so, can we talk about that and can we start to regulate that a little bit better? Because again, the whole idea of four eyes saves lives was just trying to put up some physical barriers to delay that process just enough, Mm -hmm. just enough for people to kind of get out of that state of mind that they're in. And again, maybe this is not something that actually happens. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just logically to me makes sense when somebody is really struggling at the hospital there's that outlet right there and so many cases mm-hmm. it's so easy to access and do later at home that night or in the car or whatever it is um and i don't want to disrespect anybody that has lived this has gone through this any of the families or or anything like that but at some point i think it would be hugely beneficial for us as a profession to know how this is actually occurring. And, and maybe, again, maybe every person does it a little bit different way, and maybe our drugs mm-hmm. are not part of the problem. But to me, it's a logical step, and it's a logical question to ask. And, yeah. and is there something there that we can fix and and potentially prevent you know, obviously, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if, if there's a way to find out stats on that. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even. And then narrowing it down right. to the veterinary field, right? That, that's I don't, I, mean, I don't even know how. That's a research project I'm not for sure to take on, <laughs> and I don't even know how to start that. But, um, but I, I think it's a question worth asking and a discussion worth having yeah. because we, we always talk about, especially in critical care medicine, we always talk about trends, right? What are the trends? Yeah, and yeah. Is that, and again, it very well may not be a trend, but if it is, I feel like that is something that effectively we can put in some barriers in place to, again, not prevent it. If, if, if somebody is really struggling and has been for a long time, they're going to find a way to do that. That's, that's, that's known. That's a known entity. But if it's more of that kind of impulsive situation and it's a really, really short process for somebody and all of a sudden they don't have that ease of access to that kind of thing, or at least that yeah. to go get that extra dose of, of euthanasia solution or go get that extra dose of fentanyl for, you know, a, a big dog or whatever it may be that somebody else has to go and verify yeah. what's happening. Like there are potential things that we can do. And, and again, it's not going to stop it, but I mean, it's, a, it's one of those scenarios that if we can just, prevent it in one person i mean then it's yeah, and, and i i've worked so as everyone knows i work relief shifts and i work in many different practices and there are there are varying levels of how serious they take their control drugs mm-hmm. um there's there's one practice i work at where 
you need two fingerprints to to get it out of the system. And if you are wasting any of that, like if you're wasting, if you're not using all your propofol, that has to get recorded back into the system to say, hey, I'm wasting this. And somebody has to actually watch that happen. Right. And I also work in practices where I am the one pulling up the controlled drugs and their drug logs are not great. Yeah. And if I were so inclined, it would be very easy for me to 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 do something. And it would be months before they figured it out, right. I, I think. Right. Um, so, so it, you know, our profession is, you know, like you said, there, there are regulations in place. Are they followed? Right. Right. No, no, because no. who's policing that? Right. Yeah. The only people that are policing that are the practices. And if they don't put the effort into saying, Hey, we need to take this seriously. Right. It's not right. taken seriously. It's policed by somebody who already has too much on their plate. And that's right. one thing that is very easy to just move aside or do here and there. And, and yep. I go, again, I go back to my time at Tufts and I say this because Peter was a student at Tufts. Um, anesthesia, as you said, Dave, um, if they had drugs to waste, you know, leftover induction drugs, whatever, they always, a second person watched the, um, yep. you know, the, the wasting, or if it was, you know, they were on call at night and they came in for a surgery, you know, one of us in ECC would, would watch them, you know, waste and spill. Um, but in ECC and, and especially in ER, in an emergency situation, it was always this huge inconvenience to even go to OmniCell for, yes. for, for a controlled substance, yep. let alone for a second person to go. Like if, and, and really, it was only the euthanasia solution that required a second, um, you know, input. Oh, okay. yeah. um, the, the other controlled substances do not. We we didn't have it set up like that, and it was always, you know. Just this, oh, I have to go find a second person to, you know, to be able yeah. to sign off on, on this. You're just, just standing it's so, there it's so ridiculous. It, anyone, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it is. It absolutely is. But at the same time, um, it's really, really not. It's really not that big of a deal. It's really not that hard. Right. And frankly, if it's a huge barrier to have a second person come sign that drug out, whatever it may be, if a huge barrier of that is availability of staff, then you need to look inward mm -hmm. and figure out right. why why you <laughs> why have nobody have why you have nobody this? available to do that. That's a simple thing uh, that that mm -hmm. should be the case. And and again, this is this is a veterinary school. Now maybe things have changed, or maybe things have changed as a result of this. Obviously, Peter graduated a, a few years ago, and so maybe not. But uh, you know, it's not like he was an active student at the time that this occurred. But it's Again, it's something that knowing how poorly regulated that is in our field, is that actually something that goes on? Right. And me individually, Jeff Backus, I don't need to know how one veterinarian or one veterinary technician took their life. It's none of my business, and I get that. But right. collectively, I think it needs to be looked at by somebody, by some organization, maybe the AVMA, maybe who, whoever yeah. it is to look into, is there something here that is potentially preventable? Because that is something, controlled substance use access for me, that is far too blasé in our field. Mm -hmm. And 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 that would be well, an easy layer to, to... The the other options that are available are obviously there, like, you know, guns, pills, right. mixing, mixing medications, yeah. that... That that is always there, but sure. you know, if it it's so much, I don't want to say it's easier, but it, it's got to be so much easier to just 
get it out of your control drugs right. work. That's that's got to be so much easier. Right. Right. And and I think looking at the you know a lot of the people in our field, I really don't think this is it's as far as a prevailing method. I really don't think it's guns. No. You I know, don't I, think so either. I you know that so again, for me I think it's that the the access to controlled substances to me is if there is a a predominant way that this is occurring for me that makes the most sense because it's just so you know this isn't a human hospital where you have to go to pharmacy to to have it checked out and it's to the letter everything is mm-hmm. yeah is accurate or at least i assume that's it's that way it's it's not that way in veterinary medicine no and and i i assume i I don't want to make assumptions here, but I would imagine that uh, veterinarians or or technicians or assistants or what have you that you know work at a, at practice A, uh, they work at this practice. I would imagine that, that somebody in that practice is saying, "How did this happen? Was it something that they got from this hospital?" Because if that's the case, you know they need to know that because right. that needs to, absolutely they need to. They need to tighten up their regulations. Right. They need to tighten up who has access. Right. Um, so I would imagine that if that is the case, even on a, on a, on a, a very local scale, that is being addressed. Right. But you would you would um, ho- you would hope so that like yeah you know yeah. this this has happened now at this hospital we are we are changing the way we do this because we cannot have right. this happen again. But but. That hospital, then it shouldn't be isolated to that hospital. That should be no. like a sweeping thing that, like, okay, this is actually something that's occurring. And, or again, it's very possible that it's not, but I just, I can't think of a, of another way that so many people in our profession could be doing this again i'm not saying everybody everybody has or i've heard stories and i'm sure you have too about you know the the doctor after hours Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. hooked himself up to an iv with right in it and just sat there and let it happen um you know and and propofol obviously is another another thing that could Mm -hmm. in in, fentanyl in in fent i mean fentanyl i would think fentanyl would be more accidental because they're using it for the opioid use but again, we're—I mean, we're—we're mm-hmm. we're speculating on things that we don't really have any right. business speculating. Right. But there's there's just so many options. I I think that makes it hard. And and you know, even like I said, if if somebody uh, died by suicide in practice A, you would think that practice B down the road or practice B in that community would say, "Hey, something just happened in our local community." Mm-hmm. What can we do to fix it? And, right. and not only just the, you know, we're talking about drug control and, and controlled substances, but I, I would think that at some point when that happens, being that it's such a small community that that they're taking steps to say, maybe we need to step up our mental health awareness mm-hmm. program or also, yeah. uh, my our assistance program or, or what have you to, to try and at least discuss it and and see if there's anything that that can be done within their local community mm-hmm. i would think i would i would certainly hope so um yeah so anyway i i think you know as 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 so often is the case with something like this more questions than answers um of course it, it, and there's a lot of a lot of layers to it and this is just one small layer but um mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this till the sun goes down, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, we can talk about it all day. But I, I, I do want to, you know, give my best to to Peter's family, to Chelsea. Um, just a, a really tragic situation, and um, and again, I, I just hope that it's uh, as, as again a field of lifelong learning. I hope that it's not in vain. Mm-hmm. I, I I think at some point, obviously, we need to give it its its due in terms of tragedy and, and what have you. But I think at some point we also need to start learning a little bit more about the how and the why and, and start as a, as a profession, start looking at this a little bit more deeply and, and trying mm-hmm. to, to get some answers and, and yeah, and make some, some substantial, substantial changes. Yep. Agreed. hundred percent agreed. Anyway, and, you know, we were coming on here to, to talk about our upcoming episodes and turned it into more of a mental health episode. Right. Which, right. Yeah. Which again, which well, mental health awareness month is, is, is a week a away week from now. Is so. a week away. Yeah. So, so it, it's still important to talk about that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, um, uh, mental health and, and mental health days, maybe not the appropriate time to say it, but I don't know about you. I have a good beer going right now um <laughs> i'm still working on my coffee Still working on your coffee i uh i got mm-hmm. this breakfast out um a couple weeks ago when i was in colorado speaking at the cacbt i went to um one of my favorite breweries which i'd had their beer before but had never been and this is from weldworks in greeley colorado and this is a blueberry pancake coffee stout so it's maple blueberry and coffee and it is uh, it, it pours like motor oil but it is out of this world. It is blueberry pancakes in a glass. So anyway, I I would be okay without the blueberry. Like the you know I, I we've had some of that. Um, uh, there's one that's like a French toast mm-hmm. beer that, that you and I have had together. Mm-hmm. The the maple part of it, the the sticky sweetness of it is good. The, I draw the line of fruit. Yeah, I, unless unless we're talking about the my uh, summer shandy with yeah. the you know the lemonade and beer combo. That's that's the extent of my fruitness yeah. in in beer yeah, but i hear you i hear you, you. you do you buddy. i hear you and and you know <laughs> on a day off it's a it's a beautiful day i'm going to go sit out on the patio and and just nice. sit and relax and and enjoy my my breakfast beer but um but yeah it's it's a perfect beer for uh for doing a tap room i've been saving this one so <clears throat> there you go um and we're going to upload this tonight yeah. so this will be this will be yeah. So, Almost live. Cheers, caffeinators. <laughs> um, cheers. What else? What else is? What do you got going on coming up? Anything? Man, I got I got so much stuff. I've got some recovery trainings that I'm doing. Uh, I've got some CE that I'm giving. I actually giving a, a CE at the end of the end of next month for. No, actually, it's this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for a place out in California that contacted me through the one of the webinars that I did for you guys. Uh, I'm going back to Austin to do some more training. I got AVMA conference coming up in in July. We got IVEX. Oh, and you and I are planning. So I'm going back to Austin twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I go back in June is going to be all lectures. The second time I go back is going to be all wet labs. Um, and you and I are going to actually meet up yeah. in Austin and go hit a brewery or two yeah. on on an extra day. So that's, that's going to be fun. It's going to be good to, to get to see you again. Yeah. I haven't seen you in since September, well, I guess. I guess since Ivex. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't know, you know, um, 
this year, honestly, if I'll be able to swing IVEX because that'll be right after I think I go back to work. Um, I'll still have mm-hmm. my CE yeah. days, so hopefully, and it's in San Antonio, which isn't too far. I mean, it's obviously halfway across the country, but it's not all the way across the country. So maybe right, I can go right. for like two nights or something. But um, but I, ju- yeah. I just don't know if I'll be able to swing it. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to meet in Austin, kind of meet in the middle, and yep. Uh, yep. do some vet tech cafe business and. Um, yeah. And as we, as we kind of figure that out and, and travel schedule caffeinators, um, we might have, might, you know, have a little meet and greet at a brewery in Austin. If you're, if you're local to the area, Oh yeah, you know, we'd love for you to come by and, and have a beer. We don't know yet when all that's going to, going to go down and, and what have you, but keep your ears peeled because, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're in the Austin area or, mm-hmm. or San Antonio, San Antonio is like maybe an hour or so away from Austin. So if you, if you want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, we'd, we'd love Tell to. Us. We'd love to see you. We, you know, we'll have some stuff for you. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Dave, I think that's all I really had to to talk yeah. about today. Kind of a, you know, a lot of a heavy topics, um, but we're heading yeah. into you know a heavy month, and it's a very important month for you and I, and for our podcast, and and everything that we yep. do for for Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Um, and it just felt appropriate to come on and kind of introduce these episodes, obviously yeah. with with what's happened recently, talk about that too. And then I know we'll do another tap room at the end and kind of recap it all too yep. and, and yep. talk a little bit about what we learned and, and what have you. So um, moving into June, and moving and into stuff, June. Yeah. we've got, a, you know, beyond May, uh, we've got a lot of really, really great episodes coming. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of really cool avenues of the profession, a lot of different things. So stay tuned. There's, there's some really great, uh, really great interviews coming. So, um, and a, and a lot of them have come from our from our guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really liking the asking for uh, what do you want us to talk about? Yeah, that's it. Almost that's always been invaluable to us. Almost always leads to another episode. And and I can think of you know a couple of people now that you know we might be talking to one person who was suggested by somebody else. That person mm-hmm. was suggested by somebody else, and, and yeah. then that person was, you know, an original guest. Yeah. And so, we're pretty soon, we're not going to have to come up with any ideas right, ourselves. Right? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. So a, a lot of a lot of really cool. But that honestly, like, that's the whole point, right? I mean, you and I don't know all of these people or all, all yeah. of these things that are going on in our profession. We're only two people. We only have the connections that we have. And I think utilizing our guests to to highlight other things. Um, like yeah. you said, I, I think it's it's working out really well that the episodes are almost coming together on their own because our yep. guests are suggesting. All we have to do is just contact the people, and that's it. Yeah, and, and it's it's worked out really well. So um, some yeah. some really great. We've got I think every, I think we pretty much have everything planned at least through June, if not July as well. So yep. some yep. some really really great episodes coming, um, and uh, maybe one or two veteran you know well known veterinary celebrity kind of guests in there as well so so you're trying to tease people is yeah that what you're doing? you know a little bit a little bit uh, but but you know the big thing is is some really really important discussions about veterinary technician life and and the profession yeah. and what have you so so yeah so i'm pretty excited about all it's gonna that be good. yeah so yeah me too yeah all right well um caffeinators i think we'll let all you guys go relax here um thanks for tuning into the vet tech tap room um and i think Probably next time you hear my voice, I'm going to have a daughter. So, <laughs> Well, the first episode, the two were recorded. You you obviously are previously recorded. So 
By the time the the third one comes out in May, you'll be a dad. Yeah, but uh, but I think there's a good chance that by next weekend's episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. yeah, it's possible. Oh boy, it's certainly possible. Yeah, so so we'll oh, see. Oh boy, well keep we'll see. Keep keep us posted. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, you guys be well. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of your coworkers. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye, guys.